Hello and welcome to my Neurodivergent Diary with me, Kitty Cowell. In this podcast, I talk about all things neurodivergent. And in today's episode, I have my friend, content creator, artist and musician, Demi J. Let's get into it. Hello. I I guess like probably just to start with I should say like we actually only met each other what like in the past few months really haven't we? Yeah I think we met first at the HMAs wasn't it? Yeah 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 exactly exactly from the internet to reality. Yeah. (laughs) And then um yeah I was like yo are you neurodivergent? You're like why? (laughs) (laughs) What for? (laughs) And I was like, because I have a podcast. Um, so yeah, please tell me like what your journey is with being neurodivergent. I think you said that part of it is undiagnosed as well. Is that right? But you kind of like know that you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm undiagnosed, um, but my sister has ADHD and autism. Um, and I know that it's quite hereditary and things like that. Um, we also see a lot of traits in my mum, whether she wants to admit it or not. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I think just learning like stuff from my sister just sort of made me realise that maybe like my sensory issues, I've got like a lot of sensory issues and I have since I was really young, like really weird things. Um, and then sort of putting that into play, like speaking to her, she's probably like, maybe, you know, it is this. And it just makes a lot of sense, really. But I feel like for me, myself, um, I can sort of cope with day to day life, whereas she can't. Um, so for me, like, I think I don't really need to be medicated or sort of any help with it. I can sort of just get on with it myself. Um, but I'd love to know. But the waiting list and stuff is just so long for, for things like that. I just think I'm, I'm just quite happy as I am yeah and like the internet gives us so many resources now which I mean I it's kind of a difficult one because like I love that we have that like at our fingertips and I think it's helped so many of us to like realize certain things but then I'm also like oh you know are we just are we misdiagnosing ourselves you know like it's a difficult difficult place to be um but yeah so sorry just to go back to you for a second before we carry on talking about neurodivergent life um you Demi you are like a content creator like a TikToker Um, and (laughs) yeah yeah, I know we're all like I guess Uh, now (laughs) um and what's your like the rest of the like your life because you do like a few different things don't you you've got like a small business like an art business Mm -hmm. and then yeah what else do you like tell me your things intro yourself (laughs) So I'm a Virgo, so I'm very creative. Uh, <laughs> Love that. So everything I do is creative. So my full-time job is in graphic design. So I work in the travel industry doing graphics, so sort of brochures, stuff for the actual physical shops as well, posters, basically selling fancy holidays to like the Maldives and stuff. So I do all nice. of the design stuff for that. Um, and then obviously I'm in a band as well, multiple bands, should I say. Um, <laughs> Are I you? To- You're in lots of bands. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm in two original stuff and then uh we're just starting to do a little covers band as well so we can just do pub gigs and get some dosh um so yeah got a lot of music stuff going on um and then obviously my small business so that's sort of graphics as well and art so that's my own personal art which I sell prints uh starting to do t-shirts soon as well which is gonna be pretty cool and then yeah content creation I guess tiktok (laughs) 
that's Video. sick <laughs> do you know um I don't know loads about this kind of stuff but and I know it's different between men and women so I could be talking absolute shit but I'm a Pisces and I know that Virgo mm-hmm. is like the opposite but we're meant to be like really similar at the same time as like opposites mm-hmm. and I am like so creative I have like five jobs you know that are all like in <laughs> yeah. the creative world and I also think you know as neurodivergent people because did, did you say you have dyslexia or no I can't remember no, no not dyslexic but you think you might be ADHD slash yeah. on the autism spectrum yeah yeah especially I mean especially ADHD right like I'm dyslexic but they are talking now a lot more about how traits from dyslexia kind of fall into like similar traits as ADHD so basically like in the neurodiverse spectrum there are mm. so many crossovers and like dyslexia was always looked at as like spelling and maths right but mm. then there were all these other things that like like you were saying about um sensory issues and things like that that I mean, I think also as a kid, I didn't really understand when we're normal or I thought I was kind of in two minds. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an absolute freak. Then I'm like, is this shit normal? You know, like you just don't know anything about it. We weren't taught about it. Um, but yeah, and I am looking into trying to get diagnosed with, with ADHD or to see if I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's really long or it's really expensive. It's it's so complicated. I'm going down this route, which is meant to be quicker and like we'll see because I haven't had anything you know major happen yet but it's just the the whole ADHD thing is so fascinating I think it it makes so much sense that like both of us obviously have traits of ADHD and we also have like so many ventures going on in our lives which is such a like true trait isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah I think I don't know about you like with school like what what were you good at um were you like was what was art your main thing or yeah so I did sort of music and performing arts so I was like very like into like anything drama like anything like creative and then anything sort of academic so like English I was always fine with like I quite enjoyed like I enjoy reading and poetry and stuff like that I think because that goes with like music as well like poetry is sort of like same as like lyric writing so I always yeah. enjoyed that but like anything like maths, like science, like I really, really struggled with. Like I used to come home and just cry because I just didn't understand like certain stuff. And I get really overwhelmed with like that sort of stuff. But anything which I actually really enjoyed and was creative, I just felt like relaxed, like at home, like I could do it. Um, Yeah, that was sort of my school journey. When you left school, did you know what you wanted to do? Um. Yeah, so I went to college Um. to do like... It was like film uh, production. I wanted to do like videography. Um, and then I sort of strayed away from that. Um, and then obviously took sort of graphics instead when I went to uni. Um, but yeah, college just, I didn't I didn't have a great time in college. I was going through a lot like at the time personally, like with anxiety and stuff like that. So a lot of the time I just wasn't even there anyway. I did a lot of it from home myself. Um, but uni, I, I did well at uni I liked uni I had such a like a small class there was only like seven of us in there so it was very like relaxed and I didn't get, get anxious or overwhelmed I don't think I would have enjoyed myself or done as well if I was in like a big mm. like class with lots of people I also lived at home during uni I didn't do halls because for me I just don't think I wouldn't have been able to like cope with living with people like the uncleanliness and sharing like toilets and stuff like that just wouldn't be for me I'd get really overwhelmed where did you go to uni? 
I did two years in Brighton Met, uh, but it was at like a college campus. So it was like an arts campus. So it was smaller classes because it was only for arts over there, which was great. And I did my final year in London Met, which was a little bit bigger. Um, but cause like COVID and stuff, like we just weren't really there that much anyway. No, that sounds really nice. I yeah. found it really difficult. I went to Man Met originally in Manchester mm-hmm. and I only lasted like two months. And it was like a multitude of things like... I was excited to kind of go away f- and like, you know, leave home, like to be, yeah. you know, the beginning of doing that. But I guess everybody's always going to be a bit anxious about that. But then the people in my halls were really unfriendly. Like no one came out and made friends or they had like mates in the other halls. So they just left ours. So it was really like empty. Yeah. One of <laughs> one of the people I was living with tried to, well, not on purpose, but nearly burnt down our flat twice. It was oh. fucking so stressful. And then I ended up going to Newport, South Wales, like part of like um, Cardiff and South Wales Uni. That's where it ended up being for like a long time. And, and I loved it. But yeah, that whole thing you're saying, like I ended up because I moved like midterm. Um, I was in like a shared house straight away rather than halls. I just yeah. had to get like a route. It was fucking great. Like the kitchen, I just didn't cook there. I like went to, I got like a, you know, a boyfriend quite early on and would go to his house all and we get takeaway it was so rank yeah. and at, like because you live with your girlfriend now right no I live uh no, she's not um I live with like a family friend I rent a room so yeah oh, okay uh yeah how do you find that because I personally have had so many issues over the years like living on my own I lived with my ex-boyfriend um for like quite for like four years when I was in Wales and when I moved to London I've always been in like you know sh- just renting a room like shared accommodation and the whole cleanliness thing honestly like I I now luckily live on my own which has taken a long time and a lot of yeah, work was so expensive but like for my mental health it's so, so good yeah how do you find that I am okay because it's sort of a family friend um she's a lot like she's older she's got like her, her kid and stuff who doesn't live here she's out quite a lot of the time and like sort of have my own space and like because we get along and stuff we like know each other's boundaries and you know it's just like it's basically like I'm having my own place and obviously I go to my girlfriend's quite a lot anyway so it's sort of a in between the two but like I'm very like stable and like happy where I am that's so good I think so many people rush into like certain situations for like different reasons that it's just really good to have your own space but also be in a situation where like I don't know if you're sharing with someone else it's not a nightmare you know sure. and I think especially like you were saying about having um like those neurodivergent like tendencies of certain things that you can be can make you anxious but like it mm. people would look at that as like you're being irritated by certain things whereas it's it really mm. deep down is like it makes you really uncomfortable and like anxious mm it's it's really hard to explain and I think like that's probably personally why I've struggled a lot with other people is because they think you're fucking weird and you're like I'm not I'm not even you know like I'm not if you could see my flat right now it's so messy but because I've just come back from like traveling I'm trying to sort out all my shit I can be messy but like I cannot be unclean do you know what I mean like that's the thing for me what are you like that as well yeah I don't like like dirty stuff like yeah. I, I don't mind if stuff's like everywhere because it's sort of my mess and I know that it's just like a temporary mess it's not mm. like you're gonna stay there and it's not like dirt if you get what I mean yeah 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 dirt for me is just a like 
plates do you know what I mean people that just will pile up like their food plates yeah. that are just left over like makes me feel physically sick <laughs> and you don't want to be difficult but you're like I can't sleep at night knowing that like that's that do you know what I mean and that <laughs> makes it, it really hard and I don't know I mean I think that I'm sure that there are non-neurodivergent people that also feel like that but it also tends to be you know I, I OCD is part of the spectrum and I definitely don't have OCD but there are traits of things that I have noticed well like looking back over the years that kind of fit into that and that's what I mean in regards to like these these traits they are so like yeah I'm I'm diagnosed dyslexic but like I'm definitely on the spectrum do you know what I mean what are the things that are your sort of irritations your your triggers yeah, so my sensory issues I've had since I was little um, only became really, like, apparent that they was, like, maybe different, like, a, a few years ago. I always thought I was just, like, chill, like kid things. But obviously, as I've grown up, it's never changed. So, like, I've not eaten, like, a single fruit or vegetable since I was, like, six years old. And I don't know how I'm alive. Um, but, like, <laughs> I eat meat and stuff. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not, like, unhealthy. I don't just eat, like, you know, like takeaway all the time like I do eat meat and like stuff like the pasta etc but like just for me like vegetables and fruit like it's just in my head now but I can't eat it and it's like a texture problem so like if I put something in my, like I've tried to eat stuff like a strawberry put it in my mouth and that is the thought of it making me feel sick I can't do it like I physically can't eat it and I've been in like relationships and stuff before where people have like called me childish and think it's like stupid it's like it's not as simple as just eating mm. it for me. like I can't just eat I can't just get over like that thing like it makes me like panic like yeah text texture in my mouth like I can't deal with that so that's it's one of my irritations I guess um other thing is like just like certain textures and feelings of like my body so like I always sleep with socks on like so, so I know some people like literally can like hate that and would be like oh my god I could could not imagine sleeping with socks on every night I could not get in my bed and sleep without socks on my feet like the feeling of it like cringes me out I physically can't do it I get overwhelmed like the touch of it um and then sounds as well so like a clock or anything like ticking what sort of like in like a tempo like anything like that like once I hear it I cannot unhear it so for years of my life I've I've got like really bad like problems with my ears now with like overbuild of wax like constantly I have to get them like cleared out because I for years just slept with earplugs in every night like because I just need it to be like silent I've got a little bit better with that now like I can sleep with like a fan on or I sound like that but anything else I struggle with so like snoring or like heavy mm. breathing like a partner if it's in like a tempo and it's like a constant thing once I clock onto it like I cannot unhear it no matter how hard I try and I'd go nights like without sleep because I just unless I've plugged something in my ears I, I just can't yeah do you do you find like I don't know I suppose those kind of sensory issues with sounds they're like when you're in a quite a relatively quiet environment right um do you find that you get any kind of similar sensory issues of sound in loud settings or is that totally okay I think it's fine so like at like a festival or anything like that like I get a bit overwhelmed with like the sense of being in a large space and a large crowd but not like the noise is always fine for me I think because I'm such a music person I think I can maybe it is there but maybe I just know how to switch it off because I'm enjoying myself and I feel like happy um but yeah it's usually just like quiet sounds like if I'm trying to unwind I'm trying to like sleep if it's not quiet like there's no chance I'm be able to switch off like whatsoever 
like my I'm just like going like 100 miles an hour like focusing on that thing it's really interesting you say that because I don't have like quite the same issues but the minute it's quiet I can hear a pin drop like literally I can hear like the smallest sound and I think this is partly to have been neurodivergent but also partly to have like other stuff like not to get too grim but like you know trauma and, and stuff right yeah. that I, I've always been like a scared kid as well like even when I was like really really young when it when it comes to like darkness it's really weird because part of me like needs everything to be quiet and dark and then part of me is scared of the dark so it just depends where I can like put my brain if that makes sense like yeah. I can like switch it off the minute I start hearing something exactly like you say I can't unhear it and like because I live on my own and then also I think it goes back to like my mom is deaf my grandma was deaf like sensory nor sensory neural deafness runs in my family like luckily I don't have it but they have mm -hmm. progressive deafness so they get deafer okay. the older they get and I used to stay with my grandma when I was little and I was so aware of the fact that she couldn't hear when she went to sleep because she'd take her hearing aids out that I think I was like really yeah exactly yeah. and I think it goes back to then of like being so aware of sounds like oh my god is someone trying to break in and like kill us and then that's happened to me like with my mom as the more she gets older and like gets more deaf and mm -hmm. then living on my own and then like yeah. just things that have happened that make me more like on edge I try like I do so many things to like relax my brain you know I try and meditate and do yoga and stuff but and it does help definitely does help for those things you know like those like little triggers but yeah I wonder if that is something to have been neurodivergent that like once we hear something it's like I don't know we really like are our ears technically better like I don't think that makes sense because there's definitely yeah. like people that have deaf issues as well as being neurodivergent but like what is it in us that like we hear different things you know people talk about really autistic people having that ability to hear like electricity yeah and sometimes I've I've done I've like noticed sounds like that or seen things you know when it comes to like flickering lights that kind of thing and I think yeah. it's more that that stuff is there probably everybody that has like good hearing can hear it but like it's not that they can't like scientifically hear it, but we have this ability to like be switched onto it in a different way. It's very, or like sensitive, like we're more sensitive to it. Yeah. Fucking weird. It's so strange. <laughs> On the flip side, it is, you know, it's now being looked at in, you know, different, different elements, but like as being a positive thing as well to be neurodivergent because mm -hmm like I know scientifically more about like dyslexia for example so like and and it's very similar with everything under the spectrum it's to do with like our brains are the same but the way that our brains work is different to neurotypical people so like the channels in our brain or the sections and the sides are like more awake in certain patterns than like neurotypical people's are for example the way that I think is a dyslexic person like a neurotypical person reads and it just goes from their eyes into their brain and back out whereas for me it kind of like does this before it yeah. comes back out which is what makes it complicated but that means that I'm able to like visualize and see things in a different way that neurotypical people can't yeah. and I think ADHD is very similar and mostly ADHD and uh, dyslexic people tend to be more creative there's yeah there's a bit of a like I was always told that was like that's it like dyslexic and ADHD people are 
creative that's it and then my mum is a dyslexia tutor and an assessor and like she's very clued in with all this kind of stuff and she's like it's not that's like a generalization like it's the majority are but it's not always true like there are a few that like are dyslexic but they're not creative but generally you know we're always like musicians artists like creative in some way architects because like we can think vis like visually as opposed to like I don't know just we're, we're more 3D it seems to be like in our yeah. way of thinking so it's mad that like I don't know like, I guess we're into the same kind of music you and me right mm -hmm. and so in that respect that's kind of what has drawn us to like meet and drawn us together yeah but sure. then I just look in that that like circle that group of like people that I meet within that world like the the heavy music world and mm -hmm. so many of them are creative as well and there must be some weird connection I think to like do you know what I mean like heavy music and emo music and then like being fucking neurodivergent and huh. like yeah I don't know what that is like have you ever thought about that as well um most of the people I know who who are like neurodivergent like are creative yes like, I can see that like even like famous people like celebrities like Youngblood's like ADHD riddled like yeah yeah like very open about it which I love um a lot of my friends as well have got a lot of traits and you know think that they possibly are as well um my sister for example she's like very creative like poetry did sort of the same stuff as me in uni like drama and stuff like that so yeah everyone I've sort of come across has always been like creative in some way always been like very into like creative stuff so like, even if they're not themselves they're very into to film or like they're very into like music like mm. they like love that type of thing it's like very like stimulating I guess mm. like because it's something like going on what sort of like can like chill you out and like fills a lot of your brain so like you're not like like if I'm listening to music like I'm not just thinking at 100 miles an hour anymore because I'm like quite focused because I enjoy it whereas if like I'm sat in silence or like I'm you know doing something else I find it quite hard to not have like the same thought going on in my head like loads of times like the same thing which I can't shake which is really frustrating um but yeah like music takes me out of that I think it's a it's a big help in general yeah definitely I think that I remember there being some discussion about like potentially playing like Mozart during um exams in schools and they they thought about mm -hmm. doing it and I think they trialed it in some places for me like that would have helped so much because I even struggle now you know with just listening to music like as in because I love me I was a musician I was so similar to you it's weird I did poetry and art because I was like dyslexic I was pushed mm -hmm. to do like more you know other things I did these like um what do you call like competitions for yeah. the dyslexia institute it was like specifically for oh, dyslexic nice. kids which was really nice and like I, I did really well in them so it made me feel like better and yeah, poetry was like one of my main things. And then I that led me on to like lyrics and like songwriting. And I was a musician for years. And it's it's those things that like doing them as in like creatively making music, creatively doing artistic things, doing fashion. Like I've always done like lots of things because like you say, it fills your brain. Yeah. And my brain is so loud. You know, there's like, like literally like you were just describing mm -hmm. so many conversations and thoughts going on in summer head, like in one like moment it's it's mad and I don't know if it's got worse or I just notice it more now but I'm always doing like multiple things so like if I want to listen to new music like 
it's fine if I'm driving because I'm like yeah. I can listen to the music mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then like you're also focused on the driving and where you're going and what you're doing so it's like you're doing two things at one time and obviously I know that everybody listens to music when they drive but like for me that's a real big help I don't really I think I used to when I was younger I would just put my headphones in listen to an album and just like sit there but actually when I think about it I was painting my nails or I was drawing something or I was writing something like at the same time and that's me now like it's really weird because I like edit video if it's got um like like if I'm talking in it or it's got some kind of you know like sound on it I can't listen to music at the same time that's annoying but then if I if I want to listen to music or if there's like a new album like okay I need to like get get into it I need to be drawing I need to be painting I need to be writing or I need to be cleaning you know like something else has to be like another task yeah I can't just sit there yeah like I can't just sit there with my music on like I'm on my phone or like you know doing something else like reading a book or something like if I'm reading if I'm reading it's either got to have music in the background or there's got to be like noise I can't read either because I struggle to like not think about different stuff as well as trying to read yeah which is same um so like if I'm on holiday and stuff and there's like background noise you know there's people you can hear like kids playing in the pool like that's fine because there's other stuff to like fill my brain distract me but I couldn't just sit in my room like silence right now and read not trying I find it so hard I mean like reading in general is is an issue for me because I'm dyslexic but like on top of that with those kind of ADHD tendencies where my brain is like literally exactly like you say I'll be able to focus for a bit I like sit there and then I'm like thinking saying I'm like oh shit I need to write that down and I have to have like a break and go and do whatever that is and then come back to it and do it for a little bit and that's I think you know why like we don't have normal office jobs because I've been told off whenever I've been like I worked in retail for years and that's fine because you're like constantly moving around you're doing things you're talking to people and then I I went into like an office job fashion PR and I loved it like a lot of it in some respects is creative like you're working with like creative brands and brands you like but then loads of it is sat at a computer sending emails making phone calls you know like like typing and and then I would like have to take a break and talk to people next to me and I get constantly told off. I'm like, I can't just sit there and yeah. fucking be quiet and like read yeah, and write. Yeah, I get distracted because I'm in like a creative role. It's kind of all right. And my team's like really creative as well. And we do have that sort of office banter where we do chat and we, you know, we go for a, get a, a drink every so often, like, and stuff like that so it's fine and because I'm doing like multiple things at once because like I don't just like, have like one job I'll have like a list so I can sort of bounce in and out of jobs I think if I was given sort of one thing to focus on and that was my task for like the whole day I I would lose concentration so quick I need to like be able to bounce between different things but then some I find that I forget as well so I'll start something and then move on to something else and it's like the end of the day and I'm like oh shit like I was meant to finish that off so I like, go back um yeah I find it quite useful like working in the office like I do work two days from home but I find on those days like I struggle more because you know I just sort of like I'll like zone out into something else and it's really frustrating but if I'm in the office I've got like my like remind me and like oh have you finished that yet and I'm like oh shit no like I do it thanks for chatting to me I'll just kind of like ask you a few more questions but yeah going back to what you were just saying 100% like do you, you said about writing lists you have like a list of things to go through yeah so we have like a trello board don't know if you know what trello is um it's, it's like an organizer so we have our own like columns with our jobs in it so like I can like refer to that so yeah that helps but for like my personal stuff I don't do lists and I probably should because I forget things 
quite often yeah <laughs> that that is literally the only way like my oh, I don't know where I put it oh here my mum got me this which is really good it's a bit of a mess right now but like it's also so great because it says 100 facts to-do list right and it's just like daily lists right like this and then there's always like a little interesting fact at the uh-huh. bottom which like I don't know I just love to read um but yeah, honest to God, if I don't do that, I forget. And I also, I do one there just as I'm like sat at my desk, like what am I to do things? But I also just throughout the day, like every day when I think of things, put it in my phone in like my Google yeah. diary because genuinely I won't get stuff done. And don't get me wrong, like I tried to keep to that. And then there are days where I'm like, I haven't written a list in ages and I haven't done any of the things I was going to do. But it's, it's honestly, it's a big thing for me. And like, I have like, not actual arguments, but like, it's, it's taken me a long time to get to my mum, like in my mum's head, <clears throat> that if she needs to do things, like whenever I go to see her, I'm like, please write a list. Because she'll be like, oh, there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's it. But we don't have to do it all today. And I'm like, we'll get like one thing done. And then it's like, oh, next time you come. And it's like, I could have done more of these things if Absolutely. it was planned out. But like, mm-hmm. if it's like quite different things as well, like driving her here to do this or like, helping her with something you know I don't know getting rid of it we're trying to like declutter her house and stuff like that so it's like loads of different jobs that need doing it's like she's bad at computer stuff like oh could you help me with this thing on a computer can you do if it's in a list I can plan it out in my head and I know that I won't get overwhelmed if someone's just saying to me okay you're doing that and then it's like oh by the way there's this or by the way there's that you know if I don't know like you said at least you can look and work at that like list and like in your head you're like okay these are things I can do and like you'll start with one and yeah I get you kind of you realize you've gone off to another one and haven't finished one but at least there's like productive stuff happening there do you know what I mean that's just your way of doing it do you ever get like overwhelmed or like upset if like it's come to the end of the day and you've not finished your list like does that bother you if there's still left stuff left on it yes and no I think I've got like this way of dealing with it where I'm like so happy with myself if I've even got two of the things done because okay, yeah. I just carry on the list you know for the next day I'm like okay I've, and it kind of helps me because then the next day when I look at the list I'm like oh there's only three things to do now yeah try to keep it like that as opposed to being like a fresh list every single day and I obviously mm-hmm. add to it or I start a new one when I've finished it but like try to make it less overwhelming by being like I guess kind to myself with it if that makes sense yeah for sure yeah I I get it's really hard to explain but like I don't I was gonna say I get overwhelmed really easily I do and I don't because you know I've gone through my whole life like trying to understand life and cope with it (laughs) in this like way that my brain works but it can be really hard to explain to people like that's what I mean by I haven't had an argument with my mom about making a list but low-key almost have because I'm like I don't think you get it like it's really frustrating me that you're not listening mm-hmm. to me like I'm telling you we'll get these things done and we'll like get along easier <laughs> just write it on a list like I don't get yeah. and I like go and start a list I'm like right what are these things and I like start writing them down she's like well we're doing it already and I'm like that is not the point my brain needs to like see it you know and I think I think I've had just like general therapy right like I just went and had like a bunch of general therapy that was amazing to me just in general like irrelevant to being neurodivergent but I think what that taught me was stuff that I just needed to know as a human to like better cope with life but I think it was like because I didn't think about it at the time but like because I'm neurodivergent like I'm not thinking in a way 
you know like I'm, I was just things like that like simple things like just writing a fucking list <laughs> to like get it out of my head and like no here's a plan I just didn't used to do that kind of stuff yeah and then I'd feel exactly what you just said where you're like you get through the day and you're like oh I forgot that thing or I hardly got anything done today whereas the best thing I ever did was I also have like a bigger planner and sometimes I use that and I write in it and it's like all these things I just need to get done throughout literally I'll, I'll say like the month you know like give myself like a lot of time to do it mm-hmm. and even things like that then I do the daily one right and even things like eating doing the washing up all those little things go on there and it makes me feel better that I'm like I've accomplished that and that might sound fucking lame to some people <laughs> I don't give a shit because it makes me feel okay. good yeah good as long as it makes you feel good that always matters exactly exactly and I, I think yeah I remember a big celebrity I'm not gonna say who like almost laughing at an influencer when we were at a dinner who he had started to say he'd been to therapy and he'd been like writing a diary every day and, and he'd been putting in it like manifestations and like um affirmations and things yeah. and just like ticking off you know like I say just simple lists of like what well, he's accomplished each day and they were like this male celebrity was like and he's a big advocate for mental health he's a really nice guy but it kind of pissed me off because he was like what you need to write down what you're thankful for every day can't you just know that like do you know what I mean and I was like no like what's wrong with it why does it bother you you know what I mean like why is that a negative thing like I think it's there's there's like scientific proof that like when you physically write things as well like it just sits in your brain easier because the connection between like our hand and our brain so it's Mm -hmm. gonna like amplify that gratitude you know yeah for sure do you think you might start writing lists? I, I might start writing lists, you know. We'll see. Tomorrow I might wake up and I might write a list. <laughs> I have to keep updated on that. Yeah, please do. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting to me. I really appreciate it. It has been lovely hearing all about your accomplishments and your crazy neurodivergent brain like mine. Fantastic yeah. neurodivergent brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what makes this like, alt emo kids as well but that's just my opinion <laughs> I, I, I agree that's why we're all a little bit weird yeah exactly percent. you know kind of weird yeah outcast vibes but you know we're fucking cool is what we are, we are cool. <laughs> you know how was it download festival was you there in the guest area no <laughs> exactly exactly uh, Thank you so much, mate. Um, I will put all of your like tags on the screen below here. Do you just want to shout uh-huh. them out really quick? Yes, my uh, Instagram is demi.j, which is J-A-Y, and my TikTok is dems.j, J-A-Y. There we go. And then if you go on there, you'll see all the links to like your music and your art and stuff. Yes, you? everything's, everything's there. Yeah, sweet. Oh, thank you so much, Happy. mate. You are um, so welcome. Uh, and I'll chat to you soon. Peace out. Yeah, sure. See you later. Bye.